Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's unedited podcast, episode number 67. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good slate we got. Um, we're going to have the fee segment back. That's going to be the first one. We'll talk about that here in a minute. That'll be what we start with. <clears throat> Obviously going to have post-week 5 NFL power rankings. Me and my brother's week 6 game predictions. Going to have my official 0.5 2023 NFL mock draft. I'm counting this one as my official. Well, I've done more watching of guys and studying and then team needs and stuff like that got more in depth. So this will be the start of that leading up till, you know, next year. Uh, then we'll go into post week six college football, top 23 power rankings and my post week six, top six Heisman rankings, college football, uh, week five reactions and week six predictions. Got a list. I'm going to have a list ranking out my top six best fighters in the UFC at each weight class, my personal top five. And then to end it, I'll have I'll end it with we're gonna end it with NBA since it starts up a week from today. NBA as NHL starts up tonight. Um, in about I think five minutes, we got Lightning versus Rangers for uh, the puck drop tonight. But we'll end uh, the podcast with my me and my brother's final pre NBA season standing predictions, East and West. So here's how we're doing the fee segment this week. When fee used to, when fee had come on the podcast before, we'd always have a rapid fire segment where he'd just throw questions at me quickly. So we're kind of doing that in a different way today. He sent via email a list that I have not looked at yet. I made sure to receive it. I did not click on it. So there's going to be a list of rapid fire uh, questions. I'm going to go through and answer them as quickly as possible. And then after, or I'm going to answer them with my Firm answer right away, and then I'll kind of a little bit, not not take too long, but a little bit say why I believe that. So I'm going to quickly give my answer, and then it's going to be a little bit of why I believe that's that's the right choice. So that's going to be the fee segment to start. Like I said, we're going to start with NFL this week. we got the fee segment, week five rankings, week six game predictions, mock draft, college football, week six rankings, week five reactions, week six predictions, top six best fighters in each weight class, and finish it off with our fine me and my brother's final pre NBA season prediction. So here we go. Here we go. It's gonna be it's gonna be about basically each game. Okay, so Broncos Colts. Should Nathaniel Hackett already be on the hot seat? I would say yes. He should be. Um he looks in over his head. Uh he's supposed to be this offensive genius coming in. I think he should be gone. I would actually fire if they lose to the Chargers and it's you know, they're not doing anything offensively. Say they lose like twenty four to ten. I think it's time to go already. Got to be time to go, in my opinion. Uh, who's more to blame, Russ or Hackett? I'm so so again. I'm on the thing of, I'll, I'll I guess I'll get my answer right away. I would blame Hackett more. So I'm on the edge of Russ has still put up decent, pretty good numbers. Did he play awful against Indy? He did. I'm also going to I'm going to give Hackett about a 55-45 blame on Hackett because he was the hot new commodity. He was the big shot coming in. Everyone's like, oh my god, this Broncos offense is going to be unbelievable. And it's been awful. So Hackett gets a little bit more of the blame. Should the Colts already start to make moves for a new QB next year? Not yet. I'm going to wait it out. I know it's been dicey. I know it's been dicey. I'm going to give it a little more time. Can the O-line get healthy? Can Jonathan Taylor get healthy? I'm going to give it a little more time. Not ready to panic yet. Giants-Packers. Are the Giants legit threats to make the playoffs? They are. I think the Giants could. I think it's crazy. I think the NFC... East could have three teams in. Two wild cards, obviously, in the division winner. Um, you look at the league right now, I think, who do we know is for sure to make it out of the AFC West? 
I'd say the Niners are probably the front runners to win that. How do we know the Cardinals, Seahawks, and Rams could even make the wild card? Right? And then you got the Bucks division. They're the only team that's probably going to make it, I think. And then you got Packers and Vikings. Then it could be three teams out of the NFC East. I think they are legit threats. Fact or fiction, the Packers will still win their division. I'm actually going to go fiction. I think the Minnesota Vikings will win that division. I think they're a more complete team on both sides of the ball. I think the Packers have a really, really good defense, but they have a lot of flaws offensively. So I think it's a fiction. I think the Vikings will win that division. Can the Packers actually be a Super Bowl contender with this receiving corps? No, they can't. No, they can't because a lot of these guys, I think uh, they've shown that Alan Lazard could be a two in the past. I think that Romeo Dubs and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb need to be a 2-3-4 and you need a 1. That's where I think they should bring in Odell Beckham. With this receiving core, no. So, Steelers-Bills, overreaction not. This will be Tomlin's first under 500 season. Not an overreaction. I think it will be. Um, you're going to play your rookie quarterback now. I think he's going to win some games. I bet they get 6 wins. I bet they go 6-11. and 11. Um, But they're going to. this is kind of the season where I think he knows a little bit that Man, I'm probably not gonna, you know, I'm probably not gonna get to nine and eight this year. So I think they're gonna let Pickett play all year unless he gets injured or something. Um, and they're gonna. This is gonna kind of be the rebuilding year for the Steelers. Chargers Browns. Is it clear the Chargers are not Super Bowl contenders? I have to say yes. I mean, I guess I don't know if I want to say clear, but yeah, I don't think they are Super Bowl contenders because Brandon Staley's their head coach. He's a terrible head coach. Imagine if, imagine if the Chargers lost that game last uh, Sunday. Imagine, 4th and 2 on your own 48 or whatever it was. The Browns have no timeouts. You punt the ball, you could pin them inside the 15 or 10. They have a minute 10 to go now 70 yards or 60 yards instead of 10 or 15. Now they ended up missing, so he got let off the hook. He makes very bad decisions. Uh, should Brandon Staley be fired for the season? Yeah, if it's underperforming, let's just say they go 9-8, 10-7, make the wild card and lose in round one. Yeah, he should be gone. I would agree that he should definitely be gone. Are the Vikings legit NFC Championship game contenders? Yeah, I think they are. Uh, because the NFC, it's, you know, I think uh, the NFC is just weird. Um, you know, you got, I think you got the Eagles, you got the Bucks, you got the Cowboys, and you got the Vikings. I think those are the only four teams right now that I can say these teams have a chance to make a run to the NFC title or the Super Bowl. I don't think the Niners do because they have Garoppolo. I don't think the Packers do right now with that receiving core. Um, don't Definitely don't think the Rams do with that O-line. Cardinals, Murray's so iffy. Yeah, I would say that the Vikings are one of those teams that are legit NFC Championship game contenders. Do we know if do we know yet if Fields is the guy one way or the other? I'm going to still say we don't know because, yeah, they can say he's playing bad. What did that franchise do to help him? What did they do to help him? Maybe the worst receiving court alongside Green Bay in the NFL. Maybe the worst O-line in football. A defensive head coach. What did Jacksonville do? What did, what did Jacksonville do for Trevor Lawrence? Offensive head coach and Doug Peterson. Christian Kirk. Evan Ingram. O-line help. Bears have done the exact opposite for Fields. I don't think we know yet. Okay, Lions-Patriots. How many games will the Patriots win this year? You know, I'm so torn on that question because they're 2-3. and three. I'm going to say they win 6 or 7 still. I'm, I think I had them at 8-9, and 7-10. I think 7-10 and 10 is around where they'll finish. Is Dan Campbell's demeanor and high-energy attitude going to keep wearing off? 
going to keep wearing off and lose the locker room if his defense keeps... I mean, I don't think he's even nowhere near close to the hot seat because they know this is a good guy to bring in and for the rebuild, it keeps guys energized. So uh, I don't I don't think so. I think he's okay for now. Now, next year, it could get a little more dicey. They will not fire him after this season, though, I don't think. Season already getting away from the Dolphins. I don't want to say it is because I think the wild card is going to be tight in the AFC. The AFC's, you know, a lot of teams kind of underperformed to start the year. Uh, Bengals, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Um, who else underperformed? I mean, uh, Colts, Titans. So, no, I don't think it is. It depends when they get Tua back, though. You know, if it's going to be four or five weeks, they could be in trouble. Um, Falcons, Bucks. How worried about the Bucks slow start offensively 1-10? I'm at about a 4-5 in the middle because they're just getting healthy with their weapons. This was the first game that they were really all healthy. Um, so I'm going to say a 4 or 5 still. Now, you talk, they score like this the next two weeks. You Maybe I'm up to an 8 or 9. But right now, I think I'm at a 4-5. Titans, Commanders, overreaction or not, the Titans will win their division. Hmm. Let me grab a drink real quick. This one's like, I guess I got to quickly answer it. Not an overreaction. I'm going to go with not an overreaction. And I can't believe I'm saying this after the first two weeks. But my God, the Jaguars have flopped a little. The Texans still aren't there. I don't care. They beat the Jags. And the Colts aren't there. I think the Titans will win the division now. It's crazy as it seems. Again, I'm going to wait. Uh... A few weeks to do my updated playoff prediction, so that'll be after next weekend's games. But yeah, I think they will. Overreaction now, this is Carson's Wentz last year's starting quarterback. It is. He's on a one year deal, I believe. This is he's a free agent after this year. I think he is. He's a backup and a guy that you can I think you could still like having if your starting quarterback goes down. But it is last year. Not an overreaction. And not an overreaction that the Titans won their division. 49ers Panthers. Can the 49ers be legit Super Bowl contenders Jimmy G? No, they can be a hard out though, just like they were last year. Um, I did not believe that even if they got to the Super Bowl, they would win it. I didn't believe they would beat the Cowboys. I didn't believe they beat the Packers. I didn't believe they beat the Rams, and they didn't. So they didn't beat the Rams, of course. They did beat the Packers and the Cowboys. So they're going to be a very hard out. I just don't see them winning the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. I really don't, especially with all the quarterbacks in the AFC, especially the two teams that are probably going to be in there from the AFC, probably going to be the Bills or the Chiefs, I would guess. I just don't see them being able to beat the Chiefs or the Bills. And I really don't even see them... When it comes down to it right now, matchup-wise, in years past, they have been so much better defensively than the Cowboys. They have been so much better defensively than Philly. They're not better defensively anymore. And when Dak comes back, the Cowboys and the Eagles will definitely have better offenses than San Fran. And Tampa Bay has a great defense, and I think they'll pick it up. I think right now, they're, they're, they're competitive. Though. Even the, the Vikings would be an interesting one, because I think Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins kind of in the same space. Kirk a little better, in my opinion. Is Baker Mayfield playing his way out of the NFL? It's kind of like Carson Wentz's question. I think he's kind of playing his, himself into a backup role to where you like having him as a backup because if a quarterback goes down, it's like, okay, he has NFL starts. That's what he's playing himself into. Cowboys-Rams, how far can this defense carry the Cowboys? How much can the offense rely on them to keep holding teams below? Okay, so I've had this talk with my brother a bunch of times uh, recently. This Cowboys defense can lead them to a Super Bowl, They're all, but they can't have the offense – this is why the Dak and Cooper Rush comparison is so fucking stupid. Because with Dak, they can put up points. Look what happened last year. If Dak was in that game against Washington, right, they win 45-10. If Dak was in that game against the Rams Sunday, they win 32 or 36-10. 
uh, Bengals game. That game's over. That game's not having a Bengals come back to where we go down and get a game-winning field goal. We blow out the Giants, I think. So it's a lot different. So I think they can carry. They're going to need the offense to pick up, and it will when Dak gets back, I believe, personally. Is this a Super Bowl hangover, or do the Rams have much deep problems? Much deeper. Allen Robinson isn't the guy they thought. Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson have not been the guys they thought. And their offensive line is terrible. Defense is still there. I think their defense played well. Yeah, they got gashed by the Bills, but how much did Matt Stafford and the offense help them? Not really. The offense has not helped the defense at all this year. Stafford, I think, is a little banged up, more, is a little more injured than they're leading on. He's lucky that they're lucky that Cooper Cup is there. They should have re-signed Odell by now. Oh, they need Odell bad. And they also need O-line, though. So I don't know if it matters if they get Odell or not. Was I wrong about Jalen? Was I wrong about Jalen Hurts? Am I wrong to say I don't I still don't think he's a franchise quarterback? Okay, so my brother, obviously, he's not a believer in Hurts either. Uh, me and Fee have, I've, I've never been a, I've, I've been on the border, a little bit under the board, the line of, is he a franchise quarterback? To me, he's proven himself to be a franchise quarterback right now. At 5-0, and yeah, he hasn't thrown for many touchdowns, but he's also only thrown, he's thrown 68 to 69% completion percentage, that's good. Uh, his mobility's so good. I think he is starting to work his way into being the franchise quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Am I wrong to say I do not believe the Eagles are as good as they are? They've just played a weak schedule. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if the Cowboys were 4-1, I mean, the Cowboys honestly have had a lot tougher schedule, though. The Giants are 4-1, the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champs, the Bengals are defending AFC champs, they played the Bucks. Yeah, I, I don't think the Eagles are as good as people are leading on either. Do I think right now I would have them ranked as the number one team in the NFC? Yes, because they're 5-0 and and they're winning games. I think the Cowboys and Bucks, though, by the end of the year, and maybe even the Vikings, will be better than the Philadelphia Eagles, in my honest opinion. Who is almost who is the most to blame for the Cardinals never being great? Um, again, I think it's kind of a mixture. I would blame Cliff Kingsbury a little more. I think he's so loosey goosey, and then everything's just kind of collegey. I know it's not really a word, but it's it's so it feels like a college team. Like he's not really a leader. Kyler Murray's really not a leader. They have so much talent. I think Kingsbury is probably gone if they don't win a playoff game this year. And especially if they miss the playoffs, he's gone. Uh, should Cliff be fired if they miss playoffs? I guess I didn't read that underneath. Yes, he should be. If they miss the playoffs, you'd probably fire Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Ravens, Bengals. Is Burrow showing regression this year? Um, no, I think it's a little bit of... It's. I'm not going to say it's all the way to what teams did to the Chiefs, but every team is taking that over-the-top ball that they were so good at with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins away from them right now. So they're kind of in the Chiefs mode of last year. And the Chiefs started off slow last year, right? I don't think they're regressing. I think now they have to figure out a new way of playing. Just like the Chiefs had to. The Chiefs had to figure out a new way of football. Because teams were like, no, we're not going to let you beat us deep. We're going to play underneath the entire time. And the Chiefs looked for the home run ball so much, it hurt them early in the year. It's kind of the same thing for the Bengals. Burrow looks for the big play. It's hurt them right now to not take what you can get. So, yes. Uh, I, no, I don't think they're show, I don't think Burrow's showing regression. I do think they have to figure something out, though, or it's gonna it's gonna get downhill too quick to where you're sitting three and six, four and seven, you could be screwed. Uh, can the Ravens win the Super Bowl this year? No, I don't think I don't see it. The receiving the receiving core is not good enough. I don't think Lamar's good enough at passing. They're, they can't. I don't. I would be shocked if they beat the Chiefs or the Bills in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. And they would pro- they would actually because I think they'll end up being the three, and then the Chiefs Bills two one. They'd have to beat both. Not gonna happen. Um, do the Chiefs slow start scare you at all? We've seen how it hurts them. Uh, yeah, it does scare me a little bit because I think you can get away with it when you're you're playing the Raiders, who just you know kind of shoot themselves in the foot at times. Uh, I can't do that. I, there's 
you probably can't do that, though, if you're playing a Ravens team. If you're playing a Buffalo Bills team. I guess I can't say the Ravens. They've blown two huge leads. But if you're playing a Bills team, you're playing a... You know, they've already whooped Tampa's ass. But let's say you're playing Tampa. You're playing Dallas. You're playing Philly. You're playing Minnesota. Teams that know how to keep the ball and control the ball. Cowboys have won countless low-scoring games by just shutting teams down. You can't do that. They have to start better for sure in bigger games. Buffalo, they start down fourteen. They start down seventeen nothing against Buffalo. This game's going to get ugly. Is there anything the Raiders can do to become a playoff contender? When <laughs> their their margin, their uh, overall points differential is minus five, right? Minus five. They've lost so many. So many close games. Let's look. I, I can't even remember who what it is, but let's go Las before we get to the yeah, Las this is the last question basically. Las Vegas Raiders schedule. So like Okay, those are I don't need to see the new games. I need to see the games that have been played. Raiders schedule, here we go. Week one. They also closed one, did they not? And where Derek Carr had three picks. 24-19. Okay, they're one different they're point different trust me. Oh no, because they won by okay, so it is. So let's see. One by lost by five. So we're at minus five. Lost by six in overtime. Again, they're up 23-7 in the fourth quarter. So there's eleven. Lost by two to Tennessee, missed two point conversion at the end of the game. There's thirteen. One by nine against Denver. That lowers it to minus four. Lost by one to the Chiefs. Missed a two-point conversion. They have lost four games that they... They could easily be 5-0, and oh, if not 4-1. and one. I'll say the Titans one's a little different because they were getting their ass beat most of that game. They could be 4-1. and one. If you hold on to the one against Chiefs up 17-0, 23-7 lead against the Cardinals, you blow it. And then the three picks against LA. They could be easily 4-1. and one. They can get back in. They have to figure out now how to win games. Under a new coach, adding Devontae, how can we get Hunter Renfro involved more? How can, you know, the run game looks really good. Waller, can he get healthy? Do you agree with the decision by the Raiders to go for two? No, I don't. I honestly don't agree with it. I really don't. The only reason you can say, I guess, that you could agree with it was because if you go up one, I guess, if you, get, if you can hold the Chiefs to a fourth down before they're in field goal range, they couldn't punt it. They would have to go for it. If it's 30-30, you hold the Chiefs to fourth down, they're going to punt the ball, obviously, and go to overtime. I get. I guess, I don't know. It's tough. This one's honestly might be the toughest question. I, it's such a judgment call that I would say, honestly, probably in the heat of the battle, I guess I would say I would have went for two in the lead to put more pressure on the Chiefs. 30-30, Chiefs know we have overtime in the back pocket. Right? Chiefs know we have overtime in the back pocket. 31-30, we have to get down the field and kick game-winning field goal. I'll agree with it, actually. So, great segment again by Fee. Uh, I love the, we'll have to do this more, where he can send in rapid fire, and I can just not look at it until the pod gets rolling. So, yeah, that, that's that's a really good segment. Let me grab a drink before we hit the next one. Okay. By post-week five NFL top 16 power rankings. Starting off at number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. Comeback win, division rival. Huge win for them. They're one. Bills are two. Dominated the Steelers. Did what they were supposed to do to the Steelers, in my opinion. Three, Eagles, 5-0. and 
best team in the NFC for me. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Got to win, albeit scary, late, controversial call. We're going to get into the calls of those after this rankings. I'll talk about those for a second. Uh, five, the Dallas Cowboys. And yes, that's because, in my opinion, they have the best defense in the NFL. They don't turn the ball over. Uh, they've been able to run it pretty well. Um, so yeah, and Dak could be back this week. Uh, and a big one against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, six, the Baltimore Ravens. Again, they've lost two heartbreakers. That They should be 5-0. and So, lost a couple heartbreakers. Seven, the Los Angeles Chargers. 3-2. and two. Again, probably should have lost that game to the Browns, but they did win. They're so talented. I still have them up there. You know what? We're going to live change right now, actually. I'm going to bump the Chargers down to eight. And I'm going to move the Minnesota Vikings up to seven right here live because... I think the Vikings are just a more complete team, and they don't do they don't have a stupid head coach. Their head coach is good. I love their head coach. So I'm going to go Vikings at seven. So nine, the Niners. Again, great defense. Don't trust Jimmy G, though. Not, not fully. I shouldn't say I don't trust them. I just don't fully trust them. Ten, the Packers. Again, problems at receiver. Blown lead. You know, they have problems. Eleven, the Bengals. They have to figure out a new way to play football. Um, because... Teams are teams are now knowing what they're going to do. It's this again. It's the same thing that happened to the Chiefs last year. Teams like, hey, everything underneath, and the Chiefs for the first seven weeks wouldn't take it, and they finally started to figure it out. Bengals have to do that now too. I don't know if Zach Taylor is a good enough coach though. Twelve Dolphins haven't thrown them out completely because I can't put them in the top ten because they don't. They still have, they're probably going to play Skylar Thompson this week, so I'm going to have them at twelve. But I I'm going to wait to fairly adjust them when Tua comes back. Uh, 13, New York Giants. Have to. They're 4-1. They win. Dayball wins games. Only losses to the best defense in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. F- 14, Titans. Uh, got to. Three straight wins, right? I think they started off 0-2. Yeah, 0-2 start. 3-2 and now. Division leaders. Tannehill's played well. Derrick Henry's really gotten it rolling. Uh, 15, Charge- Rams. And then 16, the Cardinals. Again, I'm not giving up hope on both those teams, but man, they got to figure something out fast. So let's real quick talk about the penalties of the weekend. So Brady got, uh, it was a third and long. Falcons were had scored 15 unanswered. If they don't throw this personal roughing, roughing the passer penalty, the Falcons would get the ball back with a chance to go down and score a touchdown to win the game. Brady gets thrown, not really, but in kind of the way Tua did. He just didn't take the head collision like Tua did. So they throw the flag. It was a very, 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 very bad goal. It was awful, actually. It was just horrendous. I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I don't care if it's Tua. It's a horrendous call. It's a very, very bad call. This is football. Guys get hurt. It's a contact collision sport. Chris Jones last night strips Derek Carr, and as they're falling to the ground, as Chris Jones has the ball, he lands on Derek Carr, and they call a penalty when Chris Jones... Change of possession had already happened. If anything, if you're going to call foul, it should have been after the fumble recovery. Personal foul. Again, it's not even a personal foul. But it should have been after the fumble recovery because he got the football. He had the football before he landed on him. And tried to brace himself with the left hand. But he's an absolute menace. And he's an absolute freak nature. A 300 pound, an unbelievable athlete. Can't brace himself with one hand. Sorry, can't do it. Can't do it. Ridiculous. NFL's got to fix that shit soon. All right, so let's get into me and my brother's game six. We're getting better. 
We're finally both well above 500. I'm 46, 33, and 1. He's 44, 35, and 1. So only, he's only two back from me. Um, but Thursday Night Football, Redskins at Bears. We both have the Bears. I have 23, 20. He has 24, 21. Sunday early games, Patriots at Browns. I went Browns 24-23. He went Pats 2017, so that's a, we differ there. 49ers at Falcons. We both have the Niners. I have 20-17. He has 34-27. Jets at Packers. I have Packers 26-23. He has Packers 35-32. Um, okay, I just can't keep putting the scores in. My God. Sorry, hold on one second. Uh, Jaguars at Colts. I actually have Jags 24-20. He has Colts 17-14. Vikings at Dolphins. We both have the Vikings. I have 31-23. He has 27-21. Bengals at Saints. I have Bengals 27-23. He has Saints 17-15. Ravens at Giants. We both have the Ravens. I have 24-17. He has 42-34. Buccaneers at Steelers. Both have the Bucks. I have 30-17. He has 21-17. Sunday late games. So the first three will be the 3 o'clock slots or the 3.30, and then the late, it'll be Sunday Night Football for the last one of the Sunday late games. Panthers at Rams, I have 27-17 Rams. He has 30-20 Rams. Cardinals-Seahawks, we differ. I have Cardinals 31-30. He has Seahawks 37-34. Bills at Chiefs, almost identical score pick here. I have 35-31 Chiefs. He has 35-33 Chiefs. Cowboys at Eagles, this is both our upset of the week. Cowboys 23-20. He has Cowboys 24-17. Monday Night Football, I have 30-23 Chargers over the Broncos. He has 26-18 Chargers. So now we're going to get into my official 0.5-2023 NFL mock draft. Um, I can't remember what website I used. PFF, maybe? So... Again, there's only 31 first-round picks, so the Dolphins had to forfeit for uh, for their, uh, what is it called, uh, tampering of Tom Brady. I did have one trade in here. The Seattle Seahawks moved up. They, they had pick four. They also moved up to 12 from 21 for the Vikings. The Vikings also got a second and a fourth and moved down to 21. That was the only trade I made, I believe. Some of these other trades were already made prior. So the number one pick, the Atlanta Falcons. I had them taking Will Anderson, the edge out of Alabama. Again, you could go quarterback for sure. It's going to be a deep class, though. If you don't like Ritter, if he ends up playing, you can draft one in the second round here or trade in late. I don't think they had a late for, late one. They could trade into the back end of the first round even. Um, but I had them taking Will Anderson. Houston, I think that... They're going to be fine with Davis Mills, and they have a lot of other needs. They go Jalen Carter, the interior D-lineman out of Georgia. Um, I think Davis Mills is fine for now, and I think that's they'll go that way, a defensive lineman. And they can also – I don't know that they have a late pick. They did not, but they could also be a team that trades into the back half for one of the other quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks end up having going? One, two, three, four. I have four quarterbacks in the first round as of now. Detroit at three. Got to be a quarterback. C.J. Stroud of Ohio State makes total sense. I think he fits their more pro-style offense. Um, I think he's just, And I think he's the best quarterback in college football right now. So I think Stroud's undoubtedly the pick. Seattle at, five, at four. Bryce Young out of Alabama. I know they got Geno and Locke, and Geno's look good. Let's be real, though. 
Bryce Young's the pick here for Seattle. At five, the Jets. I have them going D-line. Brian Breesey out of Clemson. Stud. Get better. Get more beefed up on the D-line. I love that pick for the Jets. Jaguars. Um, you know, we don't know what's going to happen on the O-line um, with them at tackle. I love Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. He goes to protect Trevor Lawrence. He's running for his life a lot. Getting sacked quite a bit, so I think Paris Johnson makes a lot of sense. Panthers at seven. I go Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky. Uh, they got to go quarterback. I think this will be Baker and Darnold. They will not be back next year. I know they have Corral. I think they go Levis, though. I think they were even saying Corral wasn't even competing for the second string, so I think Will Levis is their guy. At eight, fucking help Justin Fields. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Sorry for the cursing, but my goodness, help him. Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State to the Bears get a number one receiver. Nine, Giants. Keely Ringo, the corner out of Georgia. You know, get some get help, get more help in the secondary for the New York football Giants. They got some talent at receiver. You could argue receiver here as well, but it's pretty good class later on as well. Washington. This could have been a quarterback play as well. But I have Antonio Johnson, the defensive back out of AM going here. They need help in the secondary as well. Um, and I love Antonio Johnson. He's a monster at AM. Great pick here for them if that's what they do. Steelers, protect Kenny Pickett. Tackle Peter Skoronsky at a Northwestern. Easy selection here. You have three good receivers, a good tight end, a good back. Now protect your quarterback. Uh, 12, this is where the Seahawks traded back up. They got their quarterback. Now I think their second needs an edge rusher. They get Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Love that pick for them. Uh, Eagles have two first-round picks. They pick at 18 and 13. This pick, I have them going B. John Robinson, the running back out of Texas. I don't think you can trust, trust Miles Sanders and Gainwell all year. B. John is an, is an every-down back. Um, and I, I love this kid so much, and I would hate to see him go to Philly, but it makes too much sense. Uh, Vegas at 14. Cam Smith, the corner out of South Carolina. They do need some help at corner, in my opinion. Uh, they're pretty light there. They have really haven't drafted well at defensive back in a long time. Cam Smith out of South Carolina is the pick. Patriots at 15. Help out Mac, right? I think the O-line is good, um, but I'm going to go receiver Jordan Addison out of USC. I think that makes the most sense here for New England. 16, Tennessee, get some more weapons for whoever's at quarterback. Michael Mayer, the tight end at Notre Dame, he's a stud. Uh, I like, um, I know he got hurt, but Trey, Traylon Burks, I like him. I like Robert Woods. Hooper's not the, he's not solving anything at tight end. Michael Mayer at 16. 17, Texans back on the clock. They took Will Anderson, or they took Jalen Carter to help that defense. Get help for Davis Mills now. Kayshawn uh, Booty out of LSU. Um, I love this pick for them. Helps out Davis Mills a lot. Eagles back on the clock. I think a nice edge rusher. Felix and uh, Felix Enudike Uzama out of Kansas State. The edge rusher goes to Philly at 18. Baltimore at 19. Again, help Lamar with some weapons. Quentin Johnston, the TCU receiver. Saw him watch the entire KU-TCU game. Torch KU. Uh, he's a monster. Quentin Johnston, wide receiver at a TCU to Baltimore. Uh, Arizona at 20. I think they're good on the offensive side. I think they need help at defense. B.J. Ojolari, the edge out of LSU is where I go. Minnesota, again, I think they're good on the offensive side. Corners where they could use some help and get a little younger. Eli Ricks, the corner out of Bama at 21 to Minnesota. Um, Chargers, I think another tackle, another offensive lineman. So I went Broderick Jones, the tackle out of Georgia, to help protect Herbert even more. Miami does have a pick, though, in the first round. Even though they forfeited the one, they have a pick via Sam Fran. I'm going Nolan Smith, the edge out of Georgia, to get help that pass rush. Colts, weapons, my God. Michael Pittman's the only weapon on the outside. Josh Downs, the receiver out of North Carolina. 25, Cowboys. Uh, who knows if uh, Leighton Van Der Esch is going to be there after this year. I think you're definitely good. 
uh, on the uh, on the D line. You could argue corner, but I think the corners are fine, and there is a few good secondary players that get picked after this. But I'm going Trenton Simpson, the uh, linebacker out of uh, Clemson, to come in and fill the Van Der Esch void when he, if he leaves or Anthony Barr if he leaves. I like Trenton Simpson. Cincinnati, I don't think the O-line's getting better. I think they need help in the secondary. Garrett Williams, the corner out of Syracuse, is who I'm going with here for Cincy at 26. 27, Lions, they took C.J. Stroud at 3. This time they go defense. Brandon Joseph, the safety out of Notre Dame, absolute stud. Um, That's who they get. They get some help in the secondary. Uh, Packers, again, I don't think there's a receiver here. I would jump to take as of now. Again, this is so early. We're going to go through a million of these. I'm going to break Freeland, the tackle out of BYU, though, to protect Rodgers. Uh, Badahari getting older, so this could be his last year. Chiefs, um, you, either need to, you need to go somewhere on the D-line. I went Jaquan Roy, the defensive, uh, the interior D-lineman out of LSU. Could change to an edge if we see some guys fly up the board, but I like Roy out of LSU right now. This is where I have my fourth quarterback going. Buccaneers take Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Um, I think if, you know, maybe Brady does play another year. Who knows? So Brady could play another year, and you draft Anthony Richardson, and he could learn behind Brady. That'd be huge for him. And then 31, the Bills finally get a running back, Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. They need a guy they can rely on to run the ball. You can't keep relying on Josh Allen to be your runner every single down. So that'll do it for uh, NFL stuff. We're going to get into post-week six college football top 23 power rankings and my post-week six top six Heisman rankings. We'll start off with the rankings at one. Ohio State remains at one for me. Again, dominant. They cover a 26-point spread at Michigan State. Alabama played possibly one of the, you know, a top three, top five defense in college football with a backup quarterback and were able to get a win. I'm keeping them at two. Georgia rolled Auburn. Auburn's terrible, though. Uh, they stay at three. USC at six. Handle bit, got down 14-10. Scored 20 unanswered. Didn't give up any points. USC's defense starting to click a little bit here. USC at four. Clemson at five. Uh, again, you know, 31-3 win. Started slow, but they end up getting the job done. Their defense is next level. Uh, and I actually have Tennessee jumping all the way from nine to six after a dominating win at LSU, who was ranked in the AP poll, but they won 40-13. to Tennessee looks good. Big class with Alabama. Seven. I dropped Michigan a little bit. I don't. I think Michigan's a bit fraudulent. I do not think Michigan is as good as everyone makes them out to be. I think they're a good team, not a great team like people want to think. Eight, Oklahoma State. Scary one against Tech. You know, it was a bit scary. Freshman quarterback threw over them. I worry about that Oklahoma State defense. It's not the best. Oklahoma State defense is not the best. Texas Tech really moved the ball at will when they wanted to. Uh, so I have them at eight. At nine, I have Old Miss. Uh, got a win against Vandy by 28 points on the road. They did what they were supposed to do. They remained undefeated as well. Tenth team. All top ten teams are still undefeated for me. UCLA now at ten for me at 6-0. and Huge win. Ten-point win against Utah. UCLA and USC, second-to-last game of the year, could be massive if they're both 10 No, That'd be incredible. Uh, Wake Forest, I have at 11. Uh, got a win against Army. they just, you know, good football team. Their defense getting a little better, too. Um, Oregon at 12, big win for them. Um, good football team. They went down there and smashed Arizona. Uh, Mississippi State, all the way up to 13 for me. Dominated Arkansas. That's two straight weeks. They dominated A&M. They dominated Arkansas. Um, so, yeah, I like what Mississippi State's doing. Bad lot. They would probably be in my top eight or seven if they hadn't had that LSU loss. 14, Penn State. Again, a team that I think is getting a little too overvalued as well, like Michigan. Um, I think they're a good team, not a great team. And people think that uh, Penn State and Michigan have a legit chance of getting Ohio State. I disagree completely. Um, let me get a drink real quick before we go to the 15 on.
All right. At 15, TCU. Big win against Kansas. Um, at, on the road. I know KU had their backup quarterback, but they still got the win. Good one for TCU. Big one this week against Oklahoma State. NC State at 16. Uh, come from behind win against Florida State. Um, didn't look very good in my opinion, but they still got the win. Uh, Texas jumped 17 for me. Quinn is back, and they won 49-0. I don't care if it gets a hobbled Oklahoma or an Oklahoma that's not as good. 49-0 in a rivalry game. Texas might be back with Quinn Ewers at the helm. Kentucky didn't drop. Th- I dropped them decent amount, but again, I didn't want to be too unfair to them. Um, they did not have Will Levis. South Carolina, good upset win for South Carolina, though. Uh, Rattler played well, didn't turn the ball over. Was uh, 15 of 19, I believe. They ran the ball extremely well. Um, so good win for South Carolina. Kentucky falls to 18. Kansas State goes up a few spots to 19 for me. Good win on the a solid win on the road. It was 10-9, so kind of a stinker, but they got the win. That's all that counts. Syracuse, number 20 Syracuse, 5-0. and They're the – them and TCU are the two only undefeated. They're not in my top 10. Syracuse is a real test this week. I believe they played North Carolina State. Kansas, I dropped them to 21. Backup quarterback, they still only lost by seven. Jason Bean looked good. We'll see how they play against OU on the road. 22, Cincinnati. Um Cincinnati, you know, only what well, they have a seven point loss set against Arkansas, and then they've won, handled business since. And I dropped Utah all the way to 23. I still think they're a good team, but again, I thought they were overrated at the start of the year. I think they're proving me right. So the biggest risers, um, not huge, but Tennessee from nine to six, I jumped them over. Uh, um, Michigan, Oklahoma State, and Ole Miss. I jumped all three of them. So. I think that's a, that's a pretty good rise. UCLA nineteen to ten again, huge win. Mississippi State twenty two to thirteen, and TCU twenty to fifteen. Uh, biggest fallers: BYU sixteen to unranked. Um, they got ha- they got handled most of the time, most of the game by Notre Dame. Kentucky ten to eighteen, and Utah twelve to twenty three. Teams in consideration of the top twenty three: Coastal Carolina is six and zero. Oh. They'd be my next team out. This is my next five out basically: Carolina, North Carolina five and one, Florida at four and two. Purdue at four and two and Tulane at five and one. My post week six top six Heisman rankings. At one, CJ Stroud has to be the front runner. He's minus one forty to win at the next best odds is I believe plus eight hundred is Caleb Williams and I have him at second, quarterback at a USC. Third, Hendon Hooker, the quarterback out of Tennessee. He's been very good this year. Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's been very good. I have him at fourth, the quarterback at a UCLA. I have Will Anderson, the edge out of Alabama, still at fifth, and at six. Drake May, the quarterback in North Carolina, he is playing with one of the worst defenses in college football, and he has them at 5-1, and one, and his statistics are unbelievable. Drake May is legit. So let's go to my college football week five reactions and week six predictions. So my main five, my five main reactions to week six, Texas will be in the Big 12 title game. That's a prediction of mine. They've only lost, what, one Big 12 game, right? Texas Tech didn't have Quinn Ewers. Going to be tough to beat Texas. Tennessee is legit, very legit, like a playoff contender legit. Cannot wait to see them play Alabama and then Georgia. Uh, Michigan will lose twice this year at least. I think so. I think they might. I think, I think they probably lose to Penn State. And then I think that they do lose to Ohio State. I think 10-2 is what Michigan will, will be this year. UCLA and USC will decide who goes to the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, even if 9-1 or even if one of them is 9-1 versus 10-0, the winner of that game will go to the Pac-12 title game, in my opinion. I, I honestly don't know if... You could see UCLA, maybe they slip up versus Oregon, but Oregon's also on the other side. They're going to own the advantage against Utah. USC beats Utah. Utah's basically out of it. 
But they both just went out to they play each other. That game's huge. Huge game. Clemson is good, but not good enough to win the national title. I agree. Uh, I do have them at five. Right now, if I had to say, I think, even though I have Tennessee under them, I think there's five teams I could see winning the national title right now. Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, USC, and Tennessee are the five teams I think I could see winning the national title. Um, okay, so results from my week five, top five games of week prediction with three and two. I uh, had KU 41-38. Obviously, they lost. I had Texas over OU. I had UCLA over Utah. I did have BYU over Notre Dame, so that was a loss. And then I had Bama over A&M, so I went three and two. We're 20 and 10 overall. Let's get into my week seven, top five games of the week predictions. Penn State at Michigan. I got Penn State winning 24-20. That game takes place Saturday at 11. North Carolina, number 20, North Carolina State at number, no, number 16, North Carolina State at number 20, Syracuse. I actually have North Carolina State going into that dome and shocking the Syracuse fans. 27-23 State. Number two, Bama at number six, Tennessee. This is tough. This game could be adjusted. If Milrose playing, I got Tennessee. If Bryce Young plays, I'm going to go Bama because I trust in Bryce Young so much. Right now, though, because I don't know if he's playing, I'm going to go Tennessee 34-31. That's Saturday at 2.30, same as State and Syracuse. Also Saturday at 2.30, number 8, Oklahoma State, at number 15, TCU. I see it being a shootout. I'm going to go Oklahoma State, though, 41-34. Number 4, USC, at number 23, Utah, Saturday night game, USC 30-26 is my prediction. So now let's get into my top six best fighters in each men's UFC weight class. As of right now, my who I think is the best. Let me get a drink first, and then we'll go on. All right, heavyweight. One, Francis Ngannou. Obvious champion. Two, Stipe Miocic. Again, I think he's still going to fight again, and I would still put him over the rest, besides Ngannou. Three, Cyril Gaon. Four, Curtis Blades. Five, Tom Aspinall. Six, Tied to Avasa. Um, so what's today? Today's the 10th. So next weekend will be the big, where we talk about UFC 280, maybe the most stacked fight card. and It's probably the most stacked card of the year, for sure. And it's one of the best cards put together of all time, in my opinion. Light heavyweight. Yuri Prohoshka, the light heavyweight champion, is my number one. My number two. No, not Glover. Magomed Inkalaev, who faces, is supposed to be facing Jan Blahovich in number one contender's bout. Glover Teixeira at three, who's getting his rematch with Yuri. Number four is Jan Blahovich, who is fighting Nikolaev. Five is Alexander Rakic, he's recovering from injury. And six is Jamal Hill, who's just flying up the radar. Middleweight. Uh, one, two should be pretty easy. Israel Adesanya and then Robert Whitaker. At three, I do have Alex Pereira. I debated him Marvin Vittori, but I want Pereira. I think he's that good. Vittori at four, Kanir five, Paulo Costa at six. Welterweight. I know this is going to seem crazy that I have Leon Edwards at four. Again, though, it's not always. Sometimes the best doesn't always win in the UFC. Because let's be real, he was getting outclassed in that fight, right? Sometimes the best doesn't always win. Matt Sarah upsetting George St. Pierre, right? Not the be- the best doesn't win every single time. Okay. I have Usman at one, Covington at two, Hamzat at three, and Edwards at four. I know I'm going to get hammered for that. I truly think those three guys would beat Edwards. I think Usman will beat Edwards in the trilogy. I think Covington and Hamzat would beat Leon. I then have Leon at four. I actually have Shavkat Rachmanov, who's going to fight Jeff Neal in a huge fight for him at five, and then Gilbert Burns at six. 
No, Connor's not going to be in the rankings. He's not fighting right now. I don't even know what weight class he's fighting at. So you don't have to worry about me, you know, hyping up Connor. Uh, and lightweight, Charles All very easily. And then I'm going to go Islam because I think the rest of the division is honestly meh. I think Connor can smoke a lot of guys in the rest of this division. I think he could actually have a very good chance, at, or not a very, a good chance of beating Oliveira. Islam's a tough matchup. Islam at two. I'm going to go Poirier at three because he's only lost recently to Oliveira. I'm going to go Chandler at four. I know people are going to call me crazy because Gaethje beat him. I think if Chandler fought smart, he would have beat Gaethje on that night. Benil Dariush at five. And then I have Justin Gaethje at six. I don't think Gaethje's as good as people think, man. I really don't. I don't know who he's going to fight. He said early 2023 return. That could be Connor. It's a great fight for Connor. At featherweight, Volkanovski obviously won. Holloway two. I have Yair at three. Ortega at four. Josh Emmett at five. And I'm going Arnold Allen at six. He's got Calvin Cater coming up. Bantamweight. I have TJ Dillashaw number one. I think he is the best Bantamweight in the world. And I think he's going to prove that in two weeks' time. Aljamain Sterling two. Peter Yan three. Marab Divashili four. Corey Sanhagen five. And yeah, my boy Sugar Sean O'Malley at six. Reason he's there is because Aldo has retired. Flyweight. Brandon Moreno, one for me. Figueredo, two. They're going to compete for the fourth time early January. Kaikar France, three. Askar Askarov, four. Alexander Pantoja, five. And Brandon Roy Val, six. So here we go. Me and my brother's final pre-NBA season standing predictions. Our number one's in the East. I have the Celtics. He has the Sixers. Two, I have the Sixers. He has the Celtics. Three, we both have the Cavs. Four, we both have the Bucks. Five, we both have the Hawks. Six, I have the Nets. He has the Bulls at six. At seven, I have the Heat. He has the Heat at seven. At eight, he has the Nets. I have the Bulls. We both have the Raptors at nine, the Pistons at ten. He has the Hornets at eleven. I have the Knicks. I have the Hornets at twelve. He has the Knicks. I have the Wizards at thirteen. He has the Magic. I have the Magic at fourteen. He has the Wizards. And we both have the Pacers at fifteen. The West. Say what you want. I don't care. This is my podcast, and this is what I think. We both have the Clippers and Lakers 1-2. Clippers 1, Lakers 2. Oh, no, excuse me. We do not. I have the Clippers 1, Lakers 2, Nuggets 3. He has Clippers 1, Nuggets 2, Lakers 3. He then has the Mavs at 4. I have the Pelicans. Uh, I have the Warriors at 5. He has the Grizzlies at 5. I have the Suns at 6. He has the Warriors at 6. I have the Grizzlies at 7. He has the Suns at 7. I have the Mavs at 8. He has the Pelicans at 8. We both have the Timberwolves at 9, Trailblazers at 10, Kings at 11. We honestly went the same. Uh, From 9 to 15, we went Timberwolves, Trailblazers, Kings, Rockets, Thunder, Jazz, Spurs. So those are our final rankings before the season starts next week. Uh, Can't wait to talk about the games a little more um, on Tuesdays. I'll definitely try to do Tuesday's cast prior to the game. Um, But yeah, so we'll be back Thursday with KB and the boys. A decent run for the boys. Um, I went two and one. Schmidt went two zero oh, and one. Carter went one and two. Um, Colby went three and zero. Oh. Nick went two and one. Miller went two and one. Fletch went three and zero. Oh, and then Tate went zero oh, two and one. It's a pretty solid week for the boys, though. I get to create the parlay this week. Uh, my parlay will probably not be a Thursday night football parlay. I will have one if they want to take it with me. They can, but uh, I'm gonna have a different parlay set up for the weekend for probably. You know, maybe a three-teamer or something like that parlay that I really, really like. Um, and then I also created a Thursday Night Football, but I was chosen by Colby to do the panel parlay this week, and I can't wait to do it Thursday with the boys. Um, so we'll see you then Thursday. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace.